0: Hi, my name is Kevin and I have a podcast on this bonus episode of Why Do You Do That? I talked to episode six guest Daniel Obert about what it was like being a law student on Notre Dame's campus when Amy Coney Barrett joined the Supreme Court. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of Why Do You Do That? My podcast where I learn about why people do things. Uh, On this bonus episode, we have episode six guest Daniel Oliver back on Uh, right before we cut the end of that episode. We mentioned uh, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett uh, being a former professor at Notre Dame Law School, and we thought that'd be a a good topic to just kind of cover in a bonus episode format. So welcome back, Daniel.
1: Hey, thanks for having me back on.
0: What is it like having such a, uh, direct tie to the Supreme court?
1: I mean, cool, I guess. Uh, Neat.
0: So... All right. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. Of... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I... Did You didn't have her as like a professor or anything, did you?
1: No, no. So, so to give a little bit of context, um, uh, Amy Coney Barrett was a professor at Notre Dame for a long time, um, also a Notre Dame alumni. Um, and she taught pretty regularly at the law school. But before I went to the law school, she was nominated to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, um, which is the court right below the Supreme Court, if you remember from our last podcast, um, that meets in Chicago. Um, and so she was a judge in the Seventh Circuit the whole time that I've been a student at the law school. I see. But while she was a Seventh Circuit judge, she actually happened to have her uh, offices in South Bend and would just commute to Chicago whenever uh, they were hearing cases. And so she taught um, one class a semester as an adjunct. But at that point, um, it was very hard to get into her classes because she was a Seventh Circuit judge teaching as an adjunct at notre dame and also she had already i don't know become famous if you will because she was sort of on the short list of nominees for the uh the kavanaugh nomination so it was already sort of like in the people are talking about her about like oh this she might be a supreme court justice someday and so you know there's every student wants to get in her class because obviously she's brilliant and you want to learn from her, but also she'll be hiring clerks. And you want to make (laughs) sure that, uh, you know, if you can capitalize on proximity to power, then you can. So I, as a lowly first year law student, uh, was not able to get into any of her classes but um, she was on campus regularly, and I know people that have been in her classes, and they have great things to say about her personally. Um, you know, say what you will about her judicial philosophy or the circumstances under which she was nominated to the Supreme Court. Um, and there's obviously a lot to say about that. But setting all of that aside, just um, her personal character and her um, value of studying the law and thinking critically about the law. Um, She's really top notch as as far as legal minds go. So really, really proud to have her representing Notre Dame law.
0: When she was uh, appointed to the Seventh Circuit, was was that kind of how, how do you get appointed, I guess, is my question, to, to that position? Like, is there the likelihood, obviously, a lot of politics behind her appointment to the Supreme Court, is there, is there that same level of politics to an appointment to the Seventh Circuit Court?
1: So the short answer to your question is all federal judges are appointed by the president. Um, from the Supreme Court to the Circuit Courts of Appeals, all the way down to the District Court of Northern Indiana, who has their office in downtown South Bend. Every single one of those judges was nominated by the president.
0: Okay.
1: Now, for instance, do, do I think that the president uh, is has a heavy role in nominating every single district judge? No. There's He has a staff that... Um, gives recommendations to the president. And there are institutions like, for instance, on the conservative side, the Federalist Society, um, that give recommendations to the president. Here is a judge or here is a lawyer who has uh, established their credentials as a jurist. And also, based off of their writing and based off of their practice, it looks like they would agree with us and our policy objectives. Um, and the way that we want the law to be interpreted, and so here's a name. Um, and that's that's generally how it works. And so uh, Justice Barrett, then Professor Barrett, was uh, involved with the Federalist Society here at Notre Dame, and she uh, got recommended to become a Seventh Circuit judge. And she got that job. She was appointed by the president. She went through Senate confirmation. Um, There was a line of questioning by Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, where um, basically line of questioning is how would you apply your personal Catholic beliefs to being a judge? And uh, uh, Senator Feinstein said, the dogma lives loudly in you was the line that Senator Feinstein said, basically saying like, you know, your beliefs are um, on display basically on how you do this. And that made um, Amy Coney Barrett sort of a, a, figure in the movement of supporting judges who have religious views and being able to um, not have that be an impediment to being in the highest uh, positions of power in the United States government while still adhering to your religious views and understanding your role as a judge and not just deciding cases based on your personal views but applying the law um, faithfully and how you can do that and still have deeply held personal beliefs. And so that sort of like leapfrogged Amy uh, Coney Barrett from being you know, sort of a run-of-the-mill nominee to the Seventh Circuit um, to being uh, in consideration for the Supreme Court, even though um, she certainly hadn't served as a judge as long as many people who ultimately end up on the Supreme Court.
0: But she had Um, some level of just public persona. Although, like, uh, she was a public figure, a well-known person because she had made news, had, had had this kind of part in her appointment uh, with the Senate?
1: Yeah, that, that literally, I mean, I think that's what made her, at least among the politically engaged, a household name. Um, certainly among people that are, you know, who study the law and who are involved in the federal courts, they already know, knew who she was. She was a, a really well-known scholar on constitutional law when she was a professor here at Notre Dame. Um, but, you know, nobody remembers Elizabeth Warren for her role as a Harvard Law professor once she moved yeah. on to bigger and better things. Um, so, you know, that's what brought her from the little stage to the big stage, if you will. Okay. But, um, yeah, so when when her nomination came out, um, it was, really cool for the school because one, you know, she was well known by many people here. Um, a lot of people were just like unabashedly excited about her nomination because, you know, they agree with their, her politically and judicially and it was just a really exciting time. Um, and she also like, she lives right off of Notre Dame's campus. And so we, we had all the news trucks descending on her home right across the street from Notre Dame and um, obviously news coming into the law school, wanting to find students who have things to say about her, primarily students who have bad things to say about her because that's, you know, what gets on the news. Um, But, you know, definitely both perspectives represented. Um, But yeah, so that when she was nominated, that was the first time that uh, Notre Dame had the, uh, card entry only to the law school policy implemented because, oh, <laughs> because it was getting kind of crazy um, with people trying to get in trying to get the scoop on on her and what she stood for and you know all that um, but then you know once once she was nominated um, there were many law school professors that went to her nomination ceremony um, at the White House, um, including many of my professors. Uh, I remember my business associations professor um, was one of the ones who went to the, uh, the White House Garden or the Rose Garden meeting. He wore a mask, I want to be clear. Um, and our, the dean of law school went and he also was masked, but uh, somewhat notoriously, the president of Notre Dame, Father Jenkins, Um, he went to the event and was not masked, um, which was viewed by many, including myself, as a little bit of hypocrisy, considering uh, Notre Dame's rather stringent COVID protocols that students to varying degrees um, have agreed to follow. And so that was sort of a news story, if you will. Um, and it was just very cool to see people that I see every day getting thrust into the national conversation. Um, it, it was sort of a, 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 it's been a fun couple of years to be from South Bend, Indiana,
0: because
1: oh, we have had uh, two 15 minutes of fame in the, in the past couple of years, um, both with, you know, Mayor Pete's meteoric rise um, as a pres- presidential candidate and now Secretary of Transportation, and uh, Justice Barrett's uh, similarly meteoric rise, and I think it's sort of cool that they represent uh, two different perspectives on politics, um, and shows you know that we've got it all here. We've got diversity of opinion here, and um, we, you know, South Bend's a cool place to be, regardless of what you think. Um, so yeah, that was that was the why it was fun to be a Notre Dame student during the Barrett nomination process.
0: all right thanks Daniel
1: yeah and there, and there's always the hope that uh, Justice Barrett's going to be hiring clerks and that Notre Dame students are going to be in the front of the line for that um, so
0: if uh, Justice Barrett hears this podcast she yep. should, she should hear that that you knew what you were talking about.
1: Yes, Justice Barrett, I will drop everything and become one of your clerks if you'll let me. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kevin.
0: Thanks, Daniel. Bye bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. If you want to be a guest on a future show or if you have a question for a previous guest, head on over to www.kevinhasapodcast.com and fill out the forms there. Thanks.